Welcome to this APTA podcast. Defining moment spotlights a particular moment, incident, or case that led the writer to a career in physical therapy or confirmed why he or she became a physical therapist or physical therapist assistant. This is the account in her own words and voice of Andrea Newland, a third year physical therapy student at Utica College and clinical intern at Function Better Physical Therapy, both in New York. Unit 6H of the hospital was an intensive care unit. This was a temporary home of critically ill patients, including those who had recently tested positive for COVID-19. The four white brick walls of room B11 on this floor housed a patient who recently had transferred from the neuroscience floor. This patient had sustained a C3 incomplete spinal cord injury, leaving her able to create only minimal volitional muscle contractions in any of her extremities. She was by rehabilitation standards dependent for every single aspect of normal daily life. I was halfway through my 12 week acute care clinical experience the last year of my DPT education. Prior to walking into the room that day, I was informed that the patient's husband had passed away the night before due to the effects of COVID-19 and she was unaware of this news. Upon discussion with my clinical instructor prior to entering the room, it was understood that we would comply with the family's wishes and not mention this to the patient. After donning all the personal protective equipment that was required for being with a patient infected with COVID-19, I entered the room. My typical much too cheerful good morning was met with the sight of tears staining this patient's rosy cheeks that she was physically incapable of wiping away. Muffled sniffles could be heard as the patient had been taken off the BiPAP machine for the time being. I let the most discreet sigh escape my lips, hoping that it wasn't audible as I tried to mentally prepare myself for the situation that was about to commence. The first words to leave my patient's mouth were, my husband died. They would not bring me to see him. I've been watching the clock since I found out, and I've been waiting all night for you to walk through my door. It was at this point that I realized the plans for helping my patient to improve unsupported sitting balance, promote weight bearing through her upper extremities, and participate in reaching tasks were very likely not going to be achieved that day. Instead, I did something with a patient that I had never done before in my short career as a DPT student. After taking a deep breath and looking at my clinical instructor for approval, we positioned ourselves on either side of the patient's bed. Then we sat next to her, we listened to her, and we cried. Eventually, due to the patient's desire for distraction, we were able to engage in billable therapeutic physical therapy interventions. In the hospital's eyes, I had been productive with this patient. To be exact, I had furnished four units of service. However, my engagement didn't end that day. This patient's despair came home with me, as did the heaviness of burdens borne by many of the patients I had the privilege of treating during my clinical experience. These individuals' battles were mine too, and they were arduous ones. The feelings that followed me outside the hospital doors manifested in silent half-hour commutes, in my newfound reliance on caffeine, and in restless sleep-wake cycles during which I thought of my patients. I reflect on my attempt to mentally prepare myself prior to the difficult situation caused by the pandemic. Truthfully, nothing could have prepared me for the strong emotions I would experience upon entering the professional physical therapy. It simply did not matter how current or how evidence-based the entry-level curriculum was. 
how experienced or qualified the esteemed faculty were who taught the program, or how many hundreds of hours I spent studying in a classroom or lab. They would never be enough to fully prepare me for a setting filled with such sadness, frustration, and illness. To say these patients' diagnoses and situations were devastating to see was an understatement. Entering the profession of physical therapy, I found that the hardest pill to swallow is that I am incapable of fixing all of my patients' problems. I'm unable to bring back loved ones who have passed. My abilities as a clinician are insufficient to restore connection in a patient's spinal cord. I'm unable to reverse the pathophysiology of someone's degenerative neuromuscular disease. I cannot halt cancer's trajectory as it metastasizes to someone's brain. I often do not possess the ability to add more days to my patients' lives. That being said, swallowing this pill has been eased by the knowledge that I have the power to make a difference, a positive impact in this world. I am capable of improving my patients' functioning through movement. I am qualified to ensure my patient's safety with mobility and preparation for discharge. I can add life to my patient's days. I hold the power and the honor of making someone's day every single day. I believe that Mork, played by Robin Williams in the show Mork and Mindy, said it best. I don't know how much value I have in this universe, but I do know I made a few people happier than they would have been without me. And as long as I know that, I'm as rich as I ever need to be. I believe that the title physical therapist is an accurate description of this great profession. Physical referring to the science of what we're educated to do as clinicians, overcoming impairments of the movement system to promote activity and participation, and therapists referring to the art of healing and comfort that we are able to provide our patients. The practice of physical therapy allows me to combine two of my greatest passions, movement and caring for others. For these reasons, among so many others, I'm honored and eager to be entering this great profession alongside other practitioners who share the same passions. A very special thank you goes out to my extraordinary DPT faculty at Utica College, my exceptional clinical instructors at Upstate University Hospital and their affiliated outpatient clinics, and most important, to my patients and their families who have entrusted me with their care. I am because you are. Finally, I have a list of lessons learned throughout my clinical education experiences. One, do not take your body for granted. Appreciate your functioning, mobility, and independence. Learn to do a handstand, take the stairs, go for a run, jump for joy. Dance every chance you get, move every single day. Not because you have to, but because you get to. Two, no one is exempt. I've had the privilege of being part of the team managing people from my community who were diagnosed with progressive neuromuscular conditions, genetic disorders, postpartum pain and weakness, traumatic brain and spinal cord injuries, chronic pain, pelvic floor dysfunction, gastrointestinal disorders, cancer, cardiopulmonary impairments, lymphedema, and more from the ages of four months to 90 plus years. Our neighbors are facing extraordinary challenges. Three, everyone is fighting a battle that you know nothing about. It is not our job to judge or take it personally. It is our job to meet them where they are with kindness and compassion. Every single person you encounter deserves empathy. Four, recognize the difference between the big stuff and the small stuff. I once asked a patient how she got to be so strong after she told me about how stressful her life was. She replied, 
I've already had my worst day. This ain't nothing. Five, every single day is a gift. Treat it as such and engage in life. You can find more APTA podcasts like this one on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, or by visiting apta.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.